they've got 10 seconds remaining. Looks like it's going to be a draw. Looks like it's heading for a draw. Maguire down the line. North. Hi everybody, welcome to the Lot Pod, the Leeds Rhinos Lot 17A podcast, kindly sponsored by ACDMB, who are creative and des- let me start that again, Reese. Who are creative <laughs> and rebranding design agency based in Farsley to put my teeth in. They create standout brands like our amazing Lot 17A. I've, I've completely got, I've lost the plot. What am I drinking here? I've, co- I've completely gone mad. Who who have created our amazing fanzine and create standout brands. Any companies out there need a brand new logo or a brand refresh, just get in touch with A, C, D and B. Thank you to them, as always, for sponsoring us. Um, we I've got a little bit of housework to get through before I introduce Reese. He's back, by the way. We started a fantasy league, the Lot Pod and Liners View collaboration. Uh, all the details are on the Liners View Twitter and on the Lot Pod Twitter. So go on there and feel free to join up to the fantasy league. We are going to try and keep on top of it and have small sections of the podcast to kind of update people on who's winning, who's doing rubbish, aka me, because I'm pantsing. We're also this week, as we record this on the Lot Pod Twitter page we are going to give away a matt diskin testimonial shirt there's been little sneak previews of the shirt and and things on on twitter on the lot pod twitter we are giving away a matt diskin testimonial shirt it is second hand i have washed it so it is in half decent nicks but just be aware that it isn't brand new uh, the details of that giveaway will be on twitter at some point this week and I think we'll select a winner at the end of the week as we record this on Monday. So this is the match review panel for Leeds versus Bradford. Um, my right-hand man, my co-host, is back. I hope he's feeling better after missing last week. How are you, Reese? Yeah, good, thank you. Much better. Um, even actually surprisingly well after a weekend in Glasgow. Um, so, yeah, alive and Did kicking. you enjoy Glasgow? Yeah, it was good. I mean, I couldn't really... What a, yeah, it was all right. <laughs> Don't sound convinced. <laughs> went, to two, went to two places, yeah. Um, I went into, <laughs> We went to one... We, we really liked this band with one bar, so right, we'll go follow them to this next one. Went to this other place, clearly like the Headingley version of Glasgow, of Glasgow like the really student area. And I've never felt so effing old in my life. One, I queued to get into a bar. and done that in bloody years. Don't know why we still people do that. Frozen, absolutely freezing outside this. Get in this place, and I'm just like, yeah, no. I, you know, when you're like, there's like four, five people deep at the bar, you have to like, all oh, like this to come through. My mates yeah. go, well, you might as well double up. So I'm having to get yeah. like eight Guinnesses and all that and try getting through the crowd. Yeah. Just realize I'm too old. You are, though. <laughs> That's quite worrying because you're no. not. <laughs> and then we went to Peter K on Sunday night, and I felt too young. And then you got too young. Yeah. Interesting. With the wrong crowds on both sides. Yeah, quite clearly. (laughs) But no, Glasgow was good. But um, it's a beautiful city. I love it. I absolutely love it. So Leeds versus Bradford. Uh, Do you think does does do we do we miss Bradford? I felt I always feel like, apart from that horrible cup loss the other the other year there, 2019, wasn't it? 2018, 2019. I do miss Bradford. Do you feel like Super League misses Bradford, Reese? I mean, I do. I, I'm of the opinion that, yeah, the rivalry, we don't have as good a rivalry as we do did with anyone else other than Bulls. Um, no. You know, Cass like to think they do and Wake think they do, but nothing was ever good really as Leeds Bulls, especially in that early, early 2000s year when Bulls were at their prime 
we were emerging to come into our prime, it was awesome. And Brad, I, mm. to be honest, I think it sucks for Bradford because Bradford needs, I think yeah. Bradford needs a Bulls or City to, to be doing well. Um, mm. But when they don't have it, it's a bit naff, really. But no, nice to I know, think, let them I remind think right them of well. what a good stadium looks like, you know, the good old days. But mm. I, I do think we need them back somehow. And I think, I think if they were in Super League, I, I think it would have helped that kind of funding of new stadium, of that kind of dome kind of dream that they had. I think being in Super League would have helped that. And I think that would have helped Super League having more new stadia that people can be impressed with. So I do... Do you ever talk about TV series? Like if you should chose like a rugby league club to follow in their journey, like Bradford would be the prime one to do. The only problem is Mm. you need about 20 series commissioned before we actually got (laughs) back to Super League. (laughs) At which point Super League's gone bust anyway. It's a completely new league. It could be something similar to like the Wrexham one, though, where they're starting the doldrums, <laughs> and the story is that the the, the phoenix rises from the flame. I don't know, phoenix from the flames type scenario. I, I do every time it's Leeds Bradford. I don't know. There's always such a nostalgic taste, and I just think, yeah, it, I, I miss it. I miss the probably because it was like when 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 I first started going to watch rugby league to watch Leeds. That was the game. That was the big, the big hoo ha. That was the big derby. It meant so much, and I just think, through nostalgic eyes, we miss it. And I think, but do you think, on a bit of a tangent, but if they came back up and stayed in Super League, do you think they'd get the crowds? Do you think there's an appetite there? There were a, there were a decent crowd there on when was it Saturday Sunday? Um, I don't know. Because they've almost been down for get, 2014, so has, has the appetite gone a little? They'd get people back, but not to the extent they used to. I mean, we don't have the number of crowds that we used to. But I, I mean, I can't remember if this is... I think this could be completely wrong, but I remember when I first started going, I remember it being 18,000 quite easily. Like, 16 was kind of like medium. Like, last year, our high was 14. So, yeah. I think, you know, but I think they'd get some back, but... Um, I don't think they'd get it all back. I think it's been too long. And City, you've got to remember, Bradford City's season tickets aren't expensive either. Yeah. So that's your competition. So up against them as well. I miss you, Bradford. Come back. So on to the game. Um, one name that scored our first try, and one it's been a bit of a theme throughout pre-season. Uh, Leon Ruin again scored a try, played well, played at centre, I believe. He went in four. He seems to be the name that's constantly. Like, I know we've only had a couple of friendlies, but he seems to be the name that's constantly. Every time you ask someone or you talk about the game, they'll say, "Yeah, Leon Ruin played well again." Do you think of all the new recruits out of the, the trial friendly games so far, he's the one who's really impressed, not just us as fans, but do you think he's impressing Rowan as well? You including your Sam Lasones in this and San Grays as well, like the whole well, all well, of the I, players, or I just have these to, I have to, No, I have to say all of them. Yeah, simply cause... because the reason I say that is because he, that this name, ever since Duncan said it on for the for the Wakey review, Ruin Leon Ruin has been the theme in each game, each three of these games. He's been the one where he almost seems to be the first name. Or any anytime you ask someone or on Twitter or social media or any match report, I just mm. see it and I think he's the one who's impressed out of all the new players. Yeah, I mean, before the, these preseason side, I was kind of hoping it was going to be Luke Hooley because I feel like that's probably yeah. the position we need someone to thrive in because we need we need that competition yeah. for Myler at fullback. Yeah, um, yeah. Now, Leon Ruin playing centre or back row, or whatever, but there is we have got quite a lot of depth in there. Where there's another player we're going to talk about later on, and Gibbon, who's been insane as well. Um, but mm-hmm. yeah, I think Ruins are easily been probably the best performing player so far in pre season of the new signings. Um, definitely because the Samasoni was a bit hit and I- miss last week, wasn't he? And he's the one that you're expecting to be in and out, but yeah, mm-hmm. Leon Ruin, the three games straight away. And I think I think Ruin and the way he's playing, I think Rowan will be like 
give him a chance as soon as that chance comes. I know he keeps saying he's a project and things, but I don't know. The way he's playing, I think he'll be ready. As soon as he gets that chance, I think he'll be in. And I'm looking forward to it. Um, You just touched on there, Gibbons. It was a great break for Richie Miles' try. So, showed some, some good can we, before good we talk speed about, there to make that break. Before we talk about his speed, can we talk about Donaldson's pass first? Yeah. Where was that where was that going? <laughs> where was that going? In the north <laughs> northeast corner. Yeah. It was about 90 yards. That little house in the northeast corner. There's a balcony. I don't know if it's corporate. It just hoyed it and it went it was going, it was going up there. But what it Gibbons, I think I think it was Gibbons who caught it. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. So it went behind about two players, I think. And then to be fair, Gibbons picked it up and he was under pressure straight away, but good feet and then quite impressive speed for a back rower. Yeah, I can't really, I don't can't think of any of our back rowers that can go that quick at the moment. Um, and yeah, really good, really good finish, really, really strong. I mean, last year, I mean, he, he did really well in the reserves last year, didn't he? Hmm. Um, I think I was reading earlier, let me see if I can find it. Yeah, he got six tries in nine games for reserves last year, That's so he's obviously got it in him. Um, I mean, he's only 20 as well. But again, that's the other person that we weren't even, me and you weren't even talking about him. No. We were talking about James McDonald and everything else. And again, that's another back rower. Um, yeah, but he took his try really well. And he set, he scored another one, didn't he as well? He scored one, yeah, from a from a drop-off from from Sinfield, kind of inside ball and just yeah. took it over the line. Good ball, actually. Well played. Um, yeah, that was a, Gibbons made the break and Richie Miles scored the try. 18-4 at half time. Um, Cam Smith on kicking duties. Is anything this man can't do? Grow a mullet. That's what he can't do. He seems to have packed that in. Although someone I think else he's had, had it cut deal. Someone's someone else was doing it. It might have been Lewis Roberts. There was one of the I can't remember because I think you know what? I really struggle when they don't have the names in the back. And they've all got I swear some of them didn't have the right numbers on because I think Levi Edwards had eleven on. And Leon Ruin had yeah. four, so I was a bit confused with which player was who uh, sometimes. Mm. But there is a there's a young ginger lad that seems to be growing a big ginger mullet, so I think he's going to. Oh, have what's it called? Was it was it Lewis yeah, Roberts? I don't think he was it him. No, it's not Lewis Roberts. But... I can't remember his bloody name. I know exactly who you mean. Is it Ollie Field? Could I think be. it's Ollie Field. Could be. But yeah, yeah whoever's listening. Mullet. But yeah, I think I think Cam's. I think, yeah, whoever's listening, tell us. I think Cam's had it cut. I think he's bottled mm. it. I think it got to quite a length. And then he's gone like, oh, it looks, I, I've bottled this and had it like trimmed <laughs> back, whereas he could have just let it continue and look so so glorious. But on, on kicking duties, what, what yeah, it's just one can for do stats, everything? Actually. Has he ever, it's one for stats is whether he's actually ever kicked a goal before. Because I don't remember him kicking a goal before. No, I don't. Um, no, he got it, didn't he? I don't. He didn't miss. Yeah, he nailed it. It was because Reese Martin was sin binned, wasn't it? Martin got binned, and then um, yeah, Cam went on kicking. And also, Mar- Martin struggled at his first kick, didn't he? <laughs> I've never, I've never seen a ball <laughs> literally stop midair like that before with That's such hang impressive. time. <laughs> I know. It, it, it kicked. It had the trajectory. That's what going on. But it just like literally just stopped in there and then dropped behind the line. Of course, he meant to do it. Just, just adding, yeah. adding to the drama. Um, another assist for Sam Walters. Nice break, and then a beautiful offload to Morgan Gannon for his try. Do you mm. think he meant that, or do you think it were a set play? <laughs> Part of me thinks if that's a <laughs> if that's a Super League game, I can just picture Johnny Lomax picking that off and running up the under pitch. Like I don't know, it worked perfectly. Is it? I think it's a mixture of Walters trying his luck and it was probably it was a good pass in the end but Gannon read it really well as well I think I think Gannon was in the right position and it was already making a move towards that way whether he was ready for the next play or whether he was coming round but um we'll give him benefit of the doubt I think it's just got to do it week in week out you can do it week in week out in Super League and then you can definitely have it we spoke about this last week when for the for the Lee review and the question I asked Tim and Cameron was obviously Tom Holroyd's due back this year, his back is fit, mm-hmm. he's playing. But Sam Walters has been playing well. Rowan kind of trusts him the back end of last year. He, he kind of really let him play in all the big games right through to the grand final. I, I kind of asked them to 
is it if it was a toss-up between Walters and Holroyd in the pecking order, who do you think would be winning for 2023 in terms of getting a, a spot in the squad? I think it's going to be Walters. Mm. And I think it's because he's that bit more versatile. Because I think yeah. if, you get, if we've got Teddy Varno and Edsky starting, that means you've probably got Lissone on the bench and maybe Sangare. You know, you, you mm. can't really fit another prop on there. Um, so I think just if if you've got a fully fit squad, which as a Leeds Rhino side or just in rugby league in general, we never have. That's not going to happen, <laughs> is it? I don't think in rugby league it doesn't happen. So yeah, so but if everyone's fit, I I would put Sam Walters on very much in that role that Rowan had him on last year, that fourth sub that probably doesn't play that much, but he can play prop, he can play second row, you could probably put him at centre. At worst, an absolute push comes to shove, you could do it. So I would probably go Walters because he's a bit more versatile. I agree. It'll be interesting though to see what Rowan thinks. But again, injuries will play play its part. I do think Tom Aldroyd's got a big, big part to play this year. But I just I think that for everything that Tom, sorry, for everything that Sam Walters did last year, I don't think, and everything seen in pre-season, I don't think he deserves dropping. I think no. it's Tom Aldroyd to kind of to take off him or to take off Sangare or whoever's mm. not playing well. And Plus Tom could have been competing. Tom could have been competing towards the land of last year if he hadn't gotten that 10-match mm. ban. So, mm. you know, it's not necessarily all down to the injury he had last year. There's a bit of a character mm. thing from Holroyd last year in that. I mean, I mean, it was a good punch up. Well, it was, hang on, it was punches, wasn't it? It was about four Punches. Yeah. He just punched anyone that came near him. You can have one. You can have one. You but, can have one. The ref came over to book him. You can, can have, have one. Got, got the ref on end at nose. <laughs> but, you know... I think obviously he's cost himself this in, in to be in this position a bit because of that. But again, it comes down to competition, doesn't it? He might thrive, you know. I'm, if we can keep, if we have all those props available, there's some competition going on there. I think in terms of competition and in terms of the squad, I'm really excited mainly because we have Rowan Smith. I think what he's done here. We, this is what we said. We said he needs the keys to the castle. We suffered under Agar. We need to give Rowan the keys to the castle. And of all, the, as we said before, of all the signings, these signings have a have the Rowan Smith flavour on them, don't they? So it's like he's making the ingredients, he's mixing the pot, he's the chef for this special recipe. And I'm really excited to see not just the first team players who we've signed, like Sangre and Lissone, but the likes of Luke Hulin and um, and uh, Leon Rowan and see how they go on as well. Do you know what I mean? There's a longevity to this, mm. like really is, and like I think you know, I mean, Chev Walker was saying yesterday. If you watched the behind the game, a lot of young lads played in that game yesterday, but it didn't look out of place at mm. all. And it is, it has to be that next man up mentality. But again, it feels a bit like now having to see these players and seeing some of them play last year and the year before, and these ones come mm. through. It's I'm not going to say the word golden generation because it. I've already said it now, Anna. Um, but because you're because you're hyping it up, aren't you? But there's, you can definitely feel there's a bit of excitement around this young core group of players. Um, so, so what Reese is saying, <laughs> you heard it. This is the new golden generation. I'm not, no, I'm not saying that. I'm coming up with a different name. Record and people call different me name. deluded. Listen to this guy. <laughs> <laughs> no, I said they were showing promise. I didn't say they were actually the golden. But they, okay, they okay, I'll they say think... it. I'll say it. <laughs> yeah, this you have the to new say golden it. generation. Well, you have to I'll... admit though, there is there is excitement. There is I feel excited about this young crop of players that are coming up. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, a lot of them are under 20, 20 under twenty two, yeah, and with yeah. the salary cap nature of the sport or just the homegrown nature, I think I think there's just there's longevity in it, but it needs that consistent opportunity. I think that's where we might. We might be hindered by it because I don't think some of these players are going to get the enough opportunity potentially mm. as well. Something that we've kind of that I've been obsessed with personally. I don't know how you feel, but we've seen it again in this game. Is Morgan Gannon at half back once more? <laughs> we've spoke about it loads. <laughs> um, I am quite obsessed with this because I don't know. I'm I'm just fascinated by how weird it is and how how wrong it feels, but this is going to happen now. 
it's gone too far. Similar to the Lee Leopards duel. Well, you've you know, just stole my, just stole my line. It's exactly like the Lee Leopards kit. This has gone. That went so far to a point where they can't get out of this now. This is not a joke. Like <laughs> to the point where I thought Roman was just, you know, a bit bored over Christmas. You know, throwing something out there for Matt Shaw and the other journalists. See what they thought. <laughs> I'll start him there on Boxing Day. A little Christmas present for Morgan. Did well at his A-levels, didn't he? And then yeah. it's just not stopped. <laughs> and like, and it's not like, I mean, I don't know why Austin and Season didn't play a bit. Maybe just, again, it's, you know, it's Bradford, you know, we could play some of the younger team there, but I think the true test is next week yeah. <laughs> when we're playing KR. It's KR, isn't it? KR? Yeah. Okay. If Gannon's yeah. playing there again, I'm half of me thinking, is he going to start up against Warrington in this position? He's going to start Warrington. But he, he, he must be seeing something. I mean, he, he, Morgan's quite a mature kid, isn't he? So he must put, he, and his weakness is going to be the kicking game. But yeah, I, I'm still struggling a bit like you. Like I keep seeing at the team shot. I was like, I was, and I'm there going, eh, like it's still happening. So yeah, I think I, I've, got to the stage now and this is just my opinion i've got to the stage now where come super league and we get an injury to god forbid probably going to happen like reese says with our injury record austin or caesar i've just got to the stage now where i believe morgan is the next in line i don't think it's jackson field i think it's jack didn't look that bad yesterday either jack looked really good exactly i just i just feel like it's going to be morgan gannon I might be wrong, might be wrong, but mm. I think, I, I I don't know, in my mind's eye now, looking forward a couple of rounds, maybe I just think Ron will say, right, this is this is why we trained you in pre-season, kids, show us what you've gotten. Was it was it with Rugby League and Live, the there. game Rugby League Live, I'm pretty sure you could have a position called utility, and it just basically mm. meant you could play anywhere in the back line. <laughs> Or, or just play anywhere. Yeah, that's I think Gannon's on the verge of this utility player at the moment. Like, I'll play him at half, second row, loose, whatever. But he's he's a good runner on the ball, isn't he? He's on. I there's, I can see it. I'm seeing it more now. Now that I've seen him in the position, mm. I can see more of why Rowan thought it was an opportunity to explore. Um, doesn't well, mean it still doesn't unless it isn't just. It do, that's what I mean. Unless unless it is just specifically a preseason thing. And mm. where he's like, like, we're going to play their preseason just to get more on the ball and kind of see where, when you are on the edge, where the halfback wants you. But it's like I said, it's it's a joke that's gone too far. You know, yeah. What if it becomes the best halfback in the world all because of a joke? That's just <laughs> snowball and snowball. But there's other positions as well because Mine has been given the number one shirt. He hasn't put, he hasn't really played fullback yet, has he? Hanley's mm. played fullback pretty much nearly yeah. most games. So we're just we're in a position at the moment. I don't know if Rowan's just going, go on, Rowanton, go look at what we've been doing in pre-season because it's going to be completely opposite when it comes to week one. Um, that was my question. That, that was literally my next question. Do you think all this, all this, all these players in positions and he'll play there, he'll play there, he'll, he'll, he's goal kicking and all these short kickoffs that we've been doing. Do you think it's all just a double bluff to kind of say, right, come Super League, teams are thinking, oh, God, is it a short kickoff? Is Hanley playing fullback? Is Harry Newman going to switch it up? Are the halves going to follow each other across the field? Do you think it could be a double bluff? Um, I kind of want it to be because that just sounds fun. Um, I think that seed of doubt I, helped. I, I, I genuinely think it's just Rowan just trying things and exploring things. Like if you're going to try it, you might as well do it now, aren't you? In pre-season, exactly. people getting fitness. Like I want. If we had never done a short kickoff ever, and then we did it first thing against Warrington and we lost the ball straight away, I'll be fuming on the first game of the season. But <laughs> you know, if we've practiced it in chance to arm and gone, well, you know what, we've done this a couple of times in pre-season, it's worked. I could probably let that first one slip if we hadn't done it. Mm. So I don't know. I, I genuinely think this is just Rowan. Just trying out new things, the time to do it, new new combinations, and then I I suspect we'll start seeing some regularity coming soon. Because we've only really got whole KR and that's it, isn't it? Because Hunt slip. Will be Uncle will be juniors, yeah, won't be, it? It'll be the juniors, maybe one or two of yeah these players. You know, maybe Donaldson will go and players who aren't going to get much game time. Maybe they'll they'll get a game there. Yeah, I just feel that the versatility 
he's clearly thinking of injuries and and form and like like last year and certainly the year before he was even here when God with Robert Louis, I think we had what eight, nine different players playing half back. So clearly Rowan's thinking, should anything like that happen again, at least we've got players who have played, even if it's a small couple of games, they're kind of aware of um how to play in a different position to what they're perhaps used to, you know. I like it. I think it's thinking out the box. And I'd much I said it last week's podcast, but I'd much rather go to a game feeling that the Rhinos, like similar to how they played under Tony Smith, that off the cuff stuff where you're gonna be entertained and I've said this lot as well. But I'd rather them try something and it doesn't come off. And you think, well at least they've attempted something there rather than just finishing a set and putting a kick in. I'd like to see a little chip or an offload because I always think of it the other side to think, what if it came off? You clap, you, everyone's loving it, you know? Yeah. Robbie Rhino on the YouTube comments, evening Robbie, says, I thought Gibbons and Lissoni played well yesterday. I think Lissoni, like Rowan said after the Lee game, I don't even think Sam is aware of just his potential and how good he is. So we we haven't to see it yet. And he hasn't played, apart from the league game, I don't think he's played since September, October. You know, September. Really, September, really. So he needs a lot of of game time, conditioning, and to get used to the weather, apparently. But are you expecting big things from Lissoni, Reese? The reason I ask that is, we got our fingers burnt last year with Dane Tetevano. So do you feel, I feel like when we signed Tetevano, perhaps he came with a bigger pedigree because he'd won the NRL and things, but I feel when Tetevano signed, there was a lot of hype and buzz around him. Like He was like one of the first names on the podcast when we were building up to the year and online on social media. Lissoni, it's been a lot more timid and milder. Do you feel, do you think that the Tetevano thing's kind of taught Leeds fans to be like, let's just see how he gets on here? I don't think he's, uh, yeah, I don't think, I think you're right. He doesn't come in the same pedigree as Tetevano. There was much more excitement. Mm. Tetevano was a marquee signing. Obviously, I don't think it was so many yeah. So there's certainly, um, God, it feels like a football manager question. This, do, do you feel like the price tag on the player puts more pressure on the player? Um, yeah. But a, a generally kind of part of it, I think there is, there's less. I think there is less expectation. I think we we probably do worry because our import strategy in the recent years hasn't been great, like Keith Galloway, for example. Um, yeah. But we've we found the odd one here and there. Um, Even Keith. <laughs> <laughs> but um, he looks. I mean, he definitely played better. I mean, he didn't look great at all in that first uh, first game against League. But he looked definitely looked better this week. Mm. I mean, he's a, you talk about has he got a big opportunity, a big potential? He's a big guy. I mean, is, we've added some serious, some serious size to our pack with him. Um, I think I am nervous I th- about. I think that's what line. we were missing. <laughs> I think that's what we were missing last year. And Rowan obviously, obviously jumped on it as quick as he can. Adding uh, Sangare, Lissoni, and every second roll under the sun, he, he clearly thinks that that's what we were missing. Because there were times last year when we had like James Donaldson and Bodine Thompson filling in there, and it's just. There's only so much James Donaldson managed to run into someone in a high tackle and they went down on the floor holding their head. (laughs) Because we always talk about Donaldson, he always gets a penalty, doesn't he, for a high tackle? He's great for the head eye head eye penalty. Because he runs in like a he literally runs it in like a rhino, doesn't he? He literally runs in head first, horn up, all works. It's almost as if he starts to fall just before contact. Yeah. He's almost like leaning for him, and it's just obviously the yeah, head eye shot comes. But in. like he managed to hurt Another someone else. Foot. But he, he's always gets a, a penalty, doesn't he? But yeah, like the depth is much there. but you, you, I think I'm always, I'm always positive. I'm always beginning of the season. I'm like, this player is gonna be the best player in the world. Um, but there is certainly less expectation than Tevano. Um, I just think he probably yeah, again. I, I don't mind the size. I like the size, but I, you need to be fit. Mm. You want Do you think that? Do you think, given that we've got Tavano, Ledsky, Holroyd, Walters, Sangare, that that's five solid props there. 
do you think that we are in a... Because Cameron kind of said... I can't remember Cameron or Tim, you have to forgive me, that, or both, kind of said last on the last review that if he needs a couple of rounds to get fit, to acclimatise, we should give him that. Do you agree with mm-hmm. that? As if to say, if if he needs to get fit, let's give him two, three games off. Or, or do you think we're in no position to do that? He has to go from the get-go. We can't go to Ledsky, have you? So you're a prop down straight away. Because he's not making a start of the season. Is Holroyd ready? Is, could he, you know, I don't know who you start, actually. Really, you, there's a potential. There's a potential that Lissoni could even start. I I, I kind of I like the idea of benching him, but it, it depends on the pecking order and who's playing well. Because you've got Holroyd, could put, you could you could yeah. do Sangare. And, but Sangare, again, doesn't feel like a starting prop to me. Hmm. I don't think he's fit enough to be a starting prop. Now and then, you're going to need yeah. a prop to do a full half. I mean, Oledsky did 80 minutes one game last year, if I remember rightly. You know, you you might have your starting props and me have to be could do at least a, f- a full half without replacement. And I just don't think Sangre or Lissoni can do that. Um, I mean, obviously that's and that's how you build your bench um, and accordingly. But I'm not sure we could um, do it. I mean, Robbie's saying that Holroyd looks very trim. Uh, yesterday, I mean, that's because he had a whole season to go in the gym, Robbie. Um, he had nothing better doing, to do, yeah. He's been doing lots of boxing practice. Um, so, so yeah. more, <laughs> <laughs> more against the bag this time, though, not someone from all the bag, not, not, yeah. his, not his teammates. Um, one thing that I think was a big talking point that wasn't the pitch was the ticket prices, it mm. was 25 pounds. For an adult, uh, I'm not sure how much it was for the concession. Now, this is obviously Leeds, Leeds prices, Leeds ticket prices. The whole KR uh, tickets have just gone on sale today, and all the details are available now. It's ten pound an adult race. Have Leeds really just mis- misfired on on twenty five pound an adult for a fixture against Bradford in freezing cold January? Do you think they've? I mean, yeah, I think they missed the boat. To be honest, I think it's a lot. Of, I think it's a bit too much. Is that because that's? Mm. I mean, that's pretty much the same as Super League. And yeah, match day prices, yeah. And as much as it were Bradford, or sorry, Bradford, as you keep saying, um, <laughs> <laughs> likes being a bit of class, and you know, um, you do, but. <laughs> Yeah, it was it was it was too much. It's not. I think I don't know whether they were just going off. It was the old rivalry or whatever. But it, yeah, it's just too much money. Far too much. A tenner, and I won't be surprised if Bulls had filled their end, and you know we'd have filled a cell stand. Oh yeah, if it was a tenner. Oh yeah, easily. Um, I'd, I'd, although I don't see have, where they had to what... pay for all the sand, didn't they? They had to pay for all that sand. That's true. <laughs> <laughs> it's the price you pay when you've got the best. Stadium in the world, you, you're not just rugby league, you know, people want no. boxing there and to watch bands and to have these events I do think Lee's Mr. Boat I agree on, on the ticket prices, I think it's just ridiculous that £25, it's just and then a fiver on our league or a tenner on the day, I know Leeds don't control that, but I just think it's yeah. fair enough if it's a league game, but it's a pre-season friendly and know your market as well you, know, you were paying a tenner to watch the know. Premier League, weren't you? Like, if you're watching, when during, remember during COVID, and like you could pay like a bit of extra money, couldn't you, to watch like a a, a day of Sky Sports or whatever? You, you you're yeah. paying a tenner for that, like mm. not a, a tenner for a pre-season game. Mm. I, I can't think that I've got many people paying a tenner to 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 subscribe to that no. for the day. Robbie's just said in the comments um, on the YouTube. Sorry, we record this. We stream it live on YouTube. It's one pound cheaper at Warrington in the first I'm Super just... League game, says Robbie. Yeah, I'm just so that's now. the proofs in the pudding. There, they've completely overshot this by quite some margin. It should have been ten pound an adult or some kind of family ticket for I don't know twenty quid, twenty five quid. For, for a family of four. They'd have got loads out, you know. But they missed the boat. Um, the final score was 24... 10. 8, was it? 24-10. There you go. Yeah. 
for those anoraks that say we have to say before we score. move on from the game though really quickly it was a bit weird seeing Jack Walker and Bodine Thompson in a bullshit <laughs> it was weird seeing Jack there but I'm really rooting for him as I've said before I, am... I really want him to go to Bradford to stay fit predominantly and to rip it up and mm. not as because I do think that well, I don't know really had we outgrown him I don't know perhaps we had but I want him to succeed, so uh, I do wish it, but it did seem weird because it, it, it. I know it, it debuted in like 2017, but it just didn't feel like it was with us long at all. No, and that kit is oh, rubbish. Well. Their kit were awful. Their kit were awful. We're coming on to kit soon, but their kit yeah. was diabolical. Um, onto a player we haven't mentioned at all yet. There was a the good old the mole. From Channel Nine, Wild, Wide World of Sports, out in Oz, he's the the transfer guru, the transfer gobshite on <laughs> Twitter, and he put out an article that said David Fussitua was interested, wanted to go back home, interested in leaving the Rhinos, and within I don't I make it about twelve hours, fourteen hours, he was back on Twitter to say, um, no, he's staying at Leeds. <laughs> But I love that small period, Reese, where people read the article and they just jump straight on it as, as Leeds fans. I'm I'm not taking the mick out of anyone. I just love that instant I don't, fan reaction. I, I mean, I I mean, I were working. I don't know what you all, what everyone else are bloody doing. But <laughs> I, I literally went on, you know, as you do, have a go to the toilet at work so you can go sit on Twitter for five minutes. And I went on it, and literally, like notifications are completely exploded, and there's all this stuff out fussy too. I'm like, what the bloody hell's happened? Um, mental. <laughs> um, but yeah, I, I saw I, I saw it once I got through all the notifications. Um, would you that would you be that bumped? I, I would, in a way, I would simply because if he if he had have gone. The potential for him to be a superstar, it, it, it's there. And we haven't seen it. We haven't even seen him get through a, a decent run of games. And that would be a shame. And he's not... For instance, there's been rumours about... I think it was in that, that stupid Mall article about him being homesick. Well, he's not the first and he won't be the last player who's come from the other side of the world to play Super League, has felt homesick or it hasn't worked out in the first season and then the second season, found the straps and blown the league away. Look at um, they called at Wigan the fullback, Jai Field. Mm. He had a difficult first year, second year. Yeah. Awesome, yeah. So I, I mean, I similar for Dave. Uh, if if he's genuinely struggling and, and everything else, then I'm not. I don't think I'm not. I won't be mm. standing in his way. Uh, I mean, I won't stand in his way. Anyway, to be honest, because he's about two, three times as big as me. But there's definitely something there in him, I think. You know, he, we knew about his injury record we signed him, but we know he can score tries. He's top, you know, you're not going to be a bad player if you're topping the NRL score, score chart, are you, for tries yeah. uh, in a yeah. season? Mm-hmm. He's got, he's a different player to Hanley. That's what I quite liked about him. He's got the speeder, speedster in Hanley. Yeah. And the, the big physical running winger both wings on the sides because mm. you know Hanley carries really well um out from the back but you know adding that extra size as well running it out as well is great so I think there's definitely something there for him but I we just haven't seen it and I, I just again if he stays mm. I'd love to see it if he goes mm. I think it kind of solves a bit of a problem for us because I don't know where we're going to fit Liam Tindall and Daryl Alfords into the side mm. um oh mm. but then also I'm seeing rumors about Harry Newman again um, mm. so I, I think, I think I'd probably err on the side of him staying. I mean, Robbie Reiner's on our few comments again, saying that Scott Donald took about two years to be a good winger. Yeah, he did. Um, it's a good point, Robbie. He did. And he came and became a Leeds legend. I do, I do think Fussy Tour will come good. I'm, I'm backing him again. I backed him <laughs> to score 25 tries last year. Yeah, he did, didn't he? I can't remember. <laughs> But um, no, I'm backing him again. Keep him fit. Get Newman on that that wing with him. And that that combo on paper, it's the best combo in the league. Is it? Yeah. Harry Newman when he's fit, 
is the best player in the Europa League. It's the Hilal Dion. And then to have Fussy Tua just out off his right shoulder. Yeah. Get them too fit. And I'll, I'll back Fussy Tua to finish the year and, and strong with, with bags and bags of tries. There was a signing on the last podcast that we missed out. The Rhinos, ladies, women, signed Lucy Hardcastle on a one-year deal. We forgot to talk about it, Reese. Sacrilege. Lucy is a real star of um, the women's game. Do you think um, this is the biggest signing Leeds could have pulled off in terms you of... Mean Amy Hardcastle? Yeah. Or... Um, what, what did I say? Lucy. Lucy? I'm not Amy. Yeah. Me? Oh my god! You've literally Amy just had me googling. Yeah. Have we signed a sister as well? I'm <laughs> having <laughs> a mare. Amy Hardcastle, Lucy. No, forgive me, Amy. I don't know Lucy Hardcastle. <laughs> Amy yeah. Hardcastle. What do I races giving me? Just six, just a blank. Wow, this panic and <laughs> crap. We haven't prepared for this one. Lucy Hardcastle, Amy Hardcastle. Oh my god. Forgive me. Amy Hardcastle on a one-year deal. She was obviously part of that Women of Steel documentary on, on, on the BBC iPlayer. And I think she's one of the most recognisable faces in the UK game. Do you think this is the biggest signing Leeds could have pulled off? I think the only one who could possibly come close is someone like Jodie Cunningham, possibly from Saints. Well, I mean, Georgia Hale's probably up there if that's actually come over the line. we haven't. They haven't announced that yet, have they? Or anything with Georgia Hale? Not yet. No, not yet. but when I—I I mean, I—I'm not going to profess to know the women's team, the get the players through and through, and and you know throughout mm. the league and say who's the top player. But if someone's going to ask me who was one of the best players in women's Super League, I'd have probably put Amy Hardcastle up there straight away. Yeah. And I used—I remember watching when Rhinos have played Saints. I would be panicking every time Amy Hardcastle got the ball. I used to. Yeah. Yeah, yeah and it's so for her, for I mean I think because Saints have Saints haven't made the decision with the paying yeah are they oh sorry is it match fees isn't it mm. um, but I don't think Saints have made the decision in that but I think it's an absolute astounding signing um, for the Rhinos women um, and I know we're going to come on to it in a second but if we keep certain players I mean a centre partnership of Fran Goldthorpe and Amy Hardcastle I'd actually put that in the men's side. <laughs> mm. <laughs> it's like no, you know you talk no, about no. strong the strong that that is probably the strongest pair. I in agree. The Super League. Well, my limited knowledge yeah. of the players throughout the women's Super League, that as a centre partnership is ridiculous. It can't be a coincidence that Leeds pay match fees to the announce the pay match fees to the players, and we sign one of the best players in the league. It just can't. No, it cannot be. Yeah. You but know. there's two and other think... teams that are paying, aren't there? So York and York and Wigan. Aren't they paying as well? Though? Aren't they paying match fees? York definitely are. I can't remember that about Wigan, but there is another side. Do we've obviously signed quite a few players for the women's side recently, which is great. My concern here is, as you've touched on a second ago, there have been rumours about some of the women's ladies' side at Leeds getting offers for the NRL, women's NRL. Is this a case of, oh, here's Amy Hardcastle, here's all the other signings we've made, but we are going to lose Frank Goldfrock, God forbid, and Georgia Roach, and they're going to. I'm, I'm all for them going over there because it's a, the pedigree over there is, is and they'll they'll be paid and much more and they'll kind of they'll flourish, but it will be a massive loss for us. But a bit a bit of a sour taste, do you think, or do you think it's a bit like for like Amy Hardcastle? I, I just, I mean, to be honest, I wouldn't be surprised if Amy Hardcastle could go down there, but I think she's a bit older, isn't she? Um, mm. I tried to think about this in a different way. Would I rather lose them to Union or would I rather lose them to the women's NRL? <laughs> God. That was the conundrum that I came up with to try and answer this question. Because, again, I, like you said, you, I wouldn't want to stand in Fran's way. Uh, or even Caitlin Beavers, you know, another good player. Or, or George Rose. I wouldn't want to stand in their way. If Enifra came in no. to go play, you know, is it, is, it, is it fully professional down there for the women? Or I think as so. close yeah, they've to, got state of yeah. origin and everything. I yeah. think that's close so, to, know, if not, if not. 
so for their career development and also for England women, for their for the development of the yeah. England women's national side to have players down there playing with the best week in week out is only good for the women's game. But it is a if if we do part of me thinks if we could just have them, can we just keep them for one year just so we can have this little this one women's side that we got just for one year? Win the titles again, <laughs> wipe the floor clean, and then 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 they can go off again. But I, I think I mean, you look at the squad up. now. If yeah, I'm pretty resigned to that, unfortunately. But if, if we keep the squad as it is now, with the signings we've made, the players we currently got, we will wipe the floor with the whole league and cup everything next year. It, 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 the, the squad is too strong. We signed Jennerini. Who had the most try assists for the army the past two seasons? She's come in. Kaya Glynn, top po- top point scored in women's Super League South 2021 2022. Beth Dayton, Wales, um, she's a dual international actually for Wales in um, Union and League. And Amy, Hardca- Amy Hardcastle, I do apologize, I'm so bad saying Lucy. Amy. Hardcastle, uh, England. No wonder she hasn't accepted your invite to come on the pod if you're calling her Lucy. I know, I'm, I'm just some some poor woman saying, "Who's this bald man messaging me about a podcast?" <laughs> um, add add all them into Frank Goldfrop, Sophie Robinson, Zoe Hornby, Caitlin Beavers. Yeah, the squad ha- is stacked. Hannah Butcher. Absolutely stacked. Yeah, it, it'll. It's petrifying how how good that squad looks on paper. And I can only assume that we're going to win everything. <laughs> we've, 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 That's we've not even delusion. Game. That's just fact. But that is a fact. There's no delusion. Not one shred of delusion plays part there. To wrap up this match review, um, we got another kit. We got the third lead Rhinos kit before... A ball is kicked uh, late last week. I think it was on Friday that the third kit was announced. Um, it was a bit of a surprise, as in there wasn't much build-up or there wasn't much social media. It was like a little tease. There was bloody nothing. Something. It, was just, it was nothing. It was just like, I think it was 6 a.m., 7 a.m. They just went, ta-da, here's the new Leeds Rhinos third kit. Um what was your we've just got it up now on the screen for those people watching this on YouTube and watching it back on YouTube. What was well, your we, initial thought? Good record of liking third kits, do we? Because we didn't like last mm. year's third kit. We only liked it because we won in it. Yeah. Um but <laughs> this to me is an absolutely awesome concept mm. with really bad execution. Now you're saying about the, the lack of build up to it. I really liked the one thing I did like about it is when they pointed out all the different things of, on the shirt that meant leads. So why didn't we have someone yeah, walking was. around these areas of leads of the shirt on, or zooming in yeah. on that piece of the shirt and zooming out into the corn exchange, or zooming onto the owl and zooming onto mm-hmm. the town hall? Like if you're going to promote it as part of the leads 2023, again massive concept. Get some filming done in leads, you know, and so people can relate to those areas a bit more and stuff and the fanfare of it. I I, I don't really like. It would it have been better if the pink was blue? Um, it, it, meh. but we've got too much blue, I think, at the moment. All, at the moment, but I think the concept is absolutely brilliant. I really like the idea of it. I just don't think it's um, being executed that well, unfortunately. But Laurie's already think, bought it, oh, so Laurie's bought it. The silly sod. God knows why. <laughs> God knows why. We could have had him on. We'll have to ask him. Yeah. I think. I think Oxen have jumped on that little pink kit towards the end of the year hype that we had. Read, in, read too much into that. Because let, let's not forget, everybody. Let's not forget, there was a great hype train and, and buzz around that pink kit. But like Reese says, that Led by pink us. kit was absolutely terrible. Yep. It was, but it was our hype, by the, the way. Only, we we it, led that hype, and Robbo's yeah. jumped on that. Um, but, um, <laughs> yeah. And the thing is, I think they've generally only had to release this now because we're playing Warrington in the first game, and we've got two blue kits. Yeah. I have to say, we'll, we'll have to throw this out now, quick, quickly. Yeah, someone design quick. a shirt. 
Yeah, we haven't got a kit to play against Warrington because our home kit is blue and white and our home kit, away kit is a different shade of blue. It's a different shade of blue. We need a third kit. I think... Yeah. So I think Auction have kind of overshot it with the pink again to kind of think, oh, they liked it last year. There was a bit of a cult following behind that, but no, not really. It was just a, a kind of flash in the pan. And I think a lot of people kind of agree with you, Reese, in that a, a great idea, just poorly executed. But to be honest, even if the pink was blue, would it have saved it? Like Reese said, I'm not, I'm not sure. Entirely sure. I was kind of thinking about this earlier. I'm thinking if it was all yellow with a blue trim, would it look slightly better? Yeah, I, had a yellow I don't kit know. You kind of looking. I quite like a yellow kit. I mean, we had the yellow yeah. kit. We had obviously the Borough kit. So I got, we have had a yellow kit recently, but I like the Tour de France yellow kit actually as well. But I mean, we haven't had a decent better. white kit. I've, I did ask for a white kit and we technically. You've got your white, got kit. white kit. Oh, yeah, kind of ish. <laughs> In certain ways, they didn't want it. And I the think, pink's back. Yeah, the pink's back. Look heels. So this, this is the third kit before a ball is kicked. So my question <laughs> to you, Reese, is how many kits are we going to have this year, do you think? Like, realistically, how many shirts do you think we will have? I think there'll be one more. You the, think the, four? The, I'm doing the serious answer, Arthur. So if I was doing you, I'd be going another seven. One, you know what? Why, why do I just do That's one? That's my each serious round? answer. We'll do one for each round. Um, oh, actually, no. I think there could be five kits this year because there'll be a kit for Burrow, hopefully again, because uh, that I mean that was yeah. I mean that, that was a great kit they did last year. But there might be a magic kit as well. But the magic kit was the Burrow kit, wasn't it last year? Yes. So, and last okay, year maybe, we I'm... had. Last year we also had, or was it the year before? We had like um, a Rhinos Foundation charity one. It was like black and orange. You remember that? Was that the year before? And then all the retro Definitely kits as well. Awesome. All the retro. Yeah, these are things you have to take into account. Are you sticking with your answer? <laughs> no, I need another. I think you need about 12 now. <laughs> Because there was four, gonna, four, four retro. I'm going to say seven. I'm going to say seven, including retro. Yeah, seven. What? What are you saying? Uh, I'm going to go eight now. One more. Because there'll be there'll be four normal shirts in the season, so one more kit to actually wear, and then four retro shirts. Although I don't know what mm. retro shirts they've got mm. left. Oh, they could start going to the. Ooh, they could do the 2004 kit. Haven't done that one yet. Mm. They've loads to do. Yeah. They've, it depends. They've kind of gone a little bit earlier, aren't they? So they haven't done anything from from when we won. No, they haven't, have they? They haven't done anything. Ninety-nine Cup shirt. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I'm going to go um, eight. I think the issue with the ret- eight. I think the issue with the retro shirts is the kind of stuff that's that's on them. Like they did the '92 shirt, but it had carling on it. Yeah. I don't think. They can do that, so that the, I think they're. But they could easily do the much older ones from the like sixties and seventies, where they were just plain, you know, with the collar. Yeah, there's no, not much sponsor in terms of sponsorship there. But I'm going to say seven, seven shirts. Awesome. That's the match review panel for Leeds versus Bradford. We will be back for the review of Leeds versus Hull KR. Thanks for listening. Thanks, Therese, as always. And uh, we'll see you on the next Lot Pod. Take care.